0: silence. This is CT Startup, your source for
1: information on entrepreneurs, All right. hey, everyone. investors, uh, researchers episode of, uh, in the CT Startup. Startup. From university Startup. campuses to industrial Startup. labs, Startup. from Stanford to Hartford, wow. and from wow. Danbury to down down down. Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, okay. you'll find Set it down. in CT. Now it's
2: time to enter yeah, into a world I of like, yeah, like a, world, like, a yeah, world of human struggles, guys, heartbreak, it's, it's and achievement, right, and most of all, right, a world of Welcome to CT Study yes it'll be much better yeah. i still love sublime it's still my favorite band and it's an awesome word but you know as andrea said i need to uh maybe not have that be my company name exactly
1: yeah. Yeah. And you, and get, I, you gotta grow up you're like 30 now right
2: also my logo <laughs> is like very <laughs> japanese and that was not intentional but uh i'm just you know we're just gonna roll with that yeah, too. yeah yeah, 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 so. yeah.
1: Well, well, we got that awkwardness out of the way, you know, calling you out on it. but You know,
2: uh, you know and you changed your name last year. I like how, you know, now yeah. I didn't give you a hard time about it. Mr. Yeah, yeah but know. that's because he, he said, I'm going to change my name and then actually
0: changed this name. <laughs> <laughs> I said September Y'all are brutal Okay yeah, I see yeah. how it is
2: See they're, they're just Getting back at me Because yeah. I've spent The past 10 minutes Trying to herd them Onto actually Starting yeah. to record yeah. They're all having And so we're doing
1: Yeah we're doing An experiment podcast This day Where we're just Going to shit on uh, uh, Chris So um, But no no So we Bleed are actually uh, Going to do a little Experiment Like we do here At CC Startup um, And one of the big things I think always comes up When we're talking to people Is about um, You know What kind of advice Do mentors give Entrepreneurs and I think we've had enough uh, mentors on enough. I mean, we have two mentors here, you know, Dave and Andrea. And uh, so one of the things that I think Chris and I are just going to ask you guys as mentors, like what are what, some questions? And hopefully, um, you know, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to help you save is people coming into your office and asking these same exact questions, right? Because I think Eric Knight even mentioned it on his podcast where he's like, some people just come in and ask the same thing. Like they, it's like the same five or six questions, right? How do I get started? I have an idea. You know, how do I get raise money? You know, what 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 is the next step? So, um, so I guess we'll start off is that how about this? Um, Dave and Andrea, you know, whoever can start. But what is it like the the top pieces of advice you give to somebody walking in with a new idea?
0: First thing they ask me is, once I create my name should I start a company with that name? <laughs> and I tell, them, I tell them, yes, you should make that decision and continue with it right away. Uh, okay.
2: Uh, <laughs> Keep it a go. I see. I, yep. Yeah, uh, so, I got you got nothing. Give, I got nothing. Yeah, man. you don't have to answer that, Chris. Yep. Just accept it. Yep. I on. am just going to accept and move on.
0: Um, no, no. Uh, you know, it, it, you're, you're absolutely right, Eric. One of the presentations that I give regularly, we call Legal Basics 101, and that's because everybody has the same questions. I mean, becoming an entrepreneur is like going to a 101 course, mm-hmm. and and you'll you'll ha- they'll come up with the same questions, whether it's legal or it's financing or structural or organizational. You know, generally speaking, um, one piece of advice that I hand out to everybody is actually about taking advice. Um, I, I note that, uh, <laughs> so is you, that is that meta. Yes, yeah. okay. well, if, if you're creating a company, <laughs> the one thing I try to remind people is that they're the CEO, right? you are creating. You, you got to think of yourself as the CEO, as the decision maker, meaning that you're taking in all this advice from lots of mentors, from accelerator programs, from stuff you read on the Internet, and you have to assimilate that. But at the end of the day, you're the one responsible for your choices. And frankly, I can't tell you how many uh, accelerator or incubator sessions I've sat on where – somebody gives a practice pitch and they get a lot of feedback. And some of the feedback from different mentors will be the exact opposite from one another. Right? And, and it's not that either one is particularly obtuse or giving dumb advice. They're just giving advice based on their experience. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the best we all do. And so what that means is that in some situations, that advice might be appropriate, in some situations it's not. But it's not the mentor to decide what advice is appropriate. It's just the mentor is throwing out the advice. The CEO, the the owner of the company, is the one who has to make the decision. And the the earlier in the process that you learn that, the better CEO you're going to be. Because decision-making is not easy, and there's a tendency to put off decision-making. And it can hurt you in a number of ways, especially, you know, when you form a company, first thing, I'm going to assume for the purpose of these discussions that you have co-owners in the company, right? It's hard. You have friends. Maybe one friend is a co-owner of the company and they stop working. And then you have to try to figure out how to get them out of the company. It's one of the reasons why we suggest you deal with these problems up front in, in some kind of shareholders agreement. Um, but all, all the same, you know, it requires uh, it requires someone to be open to advice, to take advice, to assess it. You still have to listen, but you also have to be a decision maker. And that is, that is actually one of the very first things I tell people. Andrea, I don't know.
3: It's a hard act to follow. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to com- take a different direction here. Sure. The, in, in, and I uh-huh. agree with everything Dave said, obviously. Yeah. Um, but but uh, let me start by saying that if you want to succeed in business, you have to take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And even though that is a cliche, most startup entrepreneurs I know don't have a plan in their startup. So they don't treat the, the phase of starting up with the same discipline they would expect from you know, their own employees, they don't treat startup like it, its own job. So let me give you an example. When you're starting up a company, you need to gather resources. Think of it like a video yeah, game, yeah, right? Yeah, gather yeah, yeah, resources. Yeah. <laughs> so you need money. You need advice. You need legal help you need a business plan, you need a product, you need sourcing, and it's overwhelming. But there's so many avenues to tap into, no matter where you live, but we'll talk about Connecticut here, um, to get started and get serious, get disciplined, get on a timetable, treat that startup like it's a full-time job. So begin by understanding how you're going to get enough financing to get through the startup phase. And if you don't know how much you'll need, mm-hmm. get as much as you can from friends and family, your own savings, and ready resources that don't dilute your equity, and then start to move into the business planning phase. The, I think, and I have a tendency to to you know to go towards organizational help as opposed to doing it yourself. Um, but look into all of the various. Um, uh, accelerators and co-working spaces with resources in Connecticut. You know, you know, we know we, we've known we talked about the same ones over and over again, but you can Google them and find even more. There's Reset, there's UConn, there's you know, you know, there are accelerators all around Connecticut that will be an organized, systematic way to get you advice and get you started in a very disciplined and systematic way. Get a pitch deck together, get a business plan together, get your pro forma income statements, balance sheets, get your legal house in order, incorporate or form an LLC, um, You know, and take those steps quickly. Get off the ground in eight weeks don't sit in your basement for three years, and I and I don't mean to sound you know mean about that, but that's you know sixty percent of the people who come to me have been in the startup phase for a year or longer. In my opinion, there's no excuse not to be in and out of that phase in a matter of just a few months. So, so
1: it, it's it's that's very interesting, and mm-hmm. it's it's almost like um, I don't know if any of you've read uh, *The War of Art* uh, by Stephen Pressfield. Um, so he talk, he's a writer, right? And he talks about how writers, you know, I have writer's block, right? I can't write. Yeah. And he talks about how it's it, it's the act of just sitting down and doing, doing the it. work, right? right. Like he, every morning he wakes up, he does his thing and he sits down for three hours and he writes. He goes, he he only has to ru- sit down for three hours to write but he does that every single day, every day. he is yeah. pumping it out. Mm-hmm. And so it's like from the entrepreneurs, right? It's like, you have to be dedicated, you have to the, the discipline to say, I will tranche through the, the little stuff because you are right. I mean, you you the startup phase, you shouldn't be considered a startup forever. Right. Right? You know, like some people, like right. you, some people's a startup five years in. Yep. You know, like, again, uh, with Trifecta, I mean, we're – people would still call us a startup or t- – like, we're trying to become a boring company as as soon as possible yep. with yep. boring revenue. Stri- you know, yep. like like yes. like that's the actually the point. Yeah, that's right? the point of it. That's right. the point. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about startups, it's like new project startup. Mm-hmm. But after they get to a point, it needs to be a sustainable yes. just came on going. I so think that, people that, that, that's interesting. I don't yeah. I don't think a lot of people get that advice where right. it's like, listen, are were you willing to dedicate four hours a day for the next 30 days? Yep. To just do this. Exactly. I mean that, that, mo- that would be more time than most people do. Yes. On their startup idea in the first 30 days. Right. right.
3: People romanticize uh, starting up a business and they, they become professional starter uppers and they fail to launch. And that's okay. I have, you know, there's a lot of hobbies in the world and you can have a hobby of just being, a, you know, an eternal, but most people don't, can't afford that. And if they want to replace income and be their own boss, they need to be very, very serious about the business of starting up. You're going to have a startup entrepreneur position, and there's a limited amount of time to be in that space. Mm -hmm. Uh, The market doesn't forgive you if you've tried tried and failed for 36 months. So you really have to take it very, very seriously. Gather the resources. Another great resource available in Connecticut and most states are the free... Uh, entrepreneur interns that are available through state funded. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Eric, why don't you give us the names of a couple? Yeah, I mean,
1: like Workforce Alliance, SBDC. So, I mean, those are those are ones where um, you can get you, you can get resources. Um, but then it's also where it's it, first off, you, you as the entrepreneur, as a decision maker, you have to make the initial effort. You have to get to the point where you can bring on an intern because the 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 one thing I do think that people think that they need to raise money and i would also get on the 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 raising of the money and then thinking that i have to go raise money before doing something else but um is that i need to raise money to uh hire people to do the work Mm -hmm. no i need to go do the work until it gets to a point where i can bring in money to sustain somebody else that it's like it's like you 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 do everything and you tick off the stuff that's that's taking your time away that's that's the like the, the most costly, right? Yep. Until it's a point where you're just doing the, what you're best at, yep. right?
0: Yep. So just to be clear, uh, you know, I just want to sort of modify what you said a little bit. For those listening, you're not supposed to think I have to have a product out in eight weeks from the date that I start this. Right. That would be ideal, but but there are lots of companies that undergo a long development pro a longer development process mm-hmm. than, than eight weeks. What we're talking about is getting your butt. Off the chair and yeah. doing doing the work necessary to get the whole thing going. Yes, your startup period is less than two months. Your development process may be another six. It may be another year, but mm-hmm. by then that company's actively doing something. That's you've right. got a plan. You've you figured out how to go forward on financing. You've hired to do you know you you, you hired people or, or you or you're doing it yourself. But in any case, um, you know, your actual growth period may be longer, but your startup period should be short.
3: Right. So, so in other words, yes, you can be pre-cash mm-hmm. for longer than eight weeks. There's a lot of businesses that require mm-hmm. R&D or they have to build a product that's complicated or even build a supply chain that, you know, stretches into China, the Far East. And, you know. So the pre-cash period may be longer, but assembling the bits and pieces, the infrastructure underneath you and having the confidence to say, I've got something here and I can devote myself now full time to it. Um, um, and I have the funding to keep myself afloat during the pre cash period. And I know this, right? So I'm not going to stumble out of bed on a given Thursday and decide I got to go work at Burger King because I, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I, I understand not that there's anything wrong with Burger King. We love our whoppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, but, but having the, the knowledge, the discipline, the planning, the chops to be in business, it's a thing that you have to take seriously. And that's why, by the way, there are serial entrepreneurs right in the world and and that because they get better and better and better at getting off the ground each time my point it's a is, shorter and shorter time, yeah, right? But mm-hmm. you, but you really, you know what? You don't have to fail five times to make it the sixth, right? There, there you can be super disciplined about it. Gather the resources. Uh, and The last thing I'll say on this is Google everything. You know, I everything. So did you, you Google
1: know, that business name because it probably exists, or like <laughs> that product? <laughs> like, like, like it's, it's like always one of those things. Did you like Google it? Right. <laughs> you know, does it exist yeah. already? <laughs>
3: well, the, the most common question I get when I when I get called in by an entrepreneur is, you know, can you help? Help me uh, create the pro forma exhibits that I need for my pitch deck. So, can you help me write the income statement, the cash yep. flows? What other kinds of documents do I need to show someone who's serious about findings in my business? And you know what we do? We Google them together and we Google the document that they need. And the type of business it is, and there are so many resources. You can get the the pivot table Excel spreadsheets that are pre filled in with every single possible kind of you know arithmetic. You yeah. know. Uh, you know, formula built into the spreadsheet. The, the, you don't. You don't even need to understand all the formulas, although I think you should, um, to be able to get the first draft of all of your performance. The next thing you know, you're you know, you're acting like a corporation, yep. and so you can do this without a math degree. So nice.
2: basically, uh, Google it. Google it. Basically, guys, if you need, if you're if you're on this level, if you're starting a company and you have some questions, Google it first. Don't go. You know, don't go. Don't go to your mentor, who you know. Their Time is valuable too. It gets you know, if you have specific questions about how I fill in this particular form I found, right? That yeah. would be, you know, how do I phrase this or how do I right. do right? But, but Basically, just be like an IT person who Google's ninety percent of the problems they encounter. <laughs> That's right. That means, so
3: what we do is we Google together, and then we go through all the spreadsheets and formulas. We explain. I explain the yep. formula, why it is what it is, and then when we reach a certain point, you may need to get accounting advice, or tax advice, or legal advice. But at least I can start you out with here's the basics that you need. You know, let's talk about a pitch deck and what goes into a pitch deck. Guess what? You can Google pitch deck and all of the different. <laughs> Different, you know, types of industries that you're in, and there are beautiful pitch decks that are available online that are not trademarked or copyrighted that you can't adopt for your own and just do it in a day.
2: Okay. Well, then let me let me ask you this then. Let's uh, to follow up a question on those, those kind of you know mentor questions. There, um, I'm a business. I have cash flow. I have a product. I've, I've Showing there's a market for it, you know. I'm I'm doing it my own way. Um but no name. But but no name. <laughs> nope. Never gonna happen. I'm gonna be no name marketing.com. Um no, but you know, here's a question. Do I keep it private? Do I keep the company close to my chest and just grind it out? I have the revenue, it's growing steadily, but you know, I know I could do more with more money, but you know, I'm, I want to keep my company versus should I go after the financing? And, you know, obviously every case is going to be different. You might need the money to do the R&D or to hire people. But, you know, in a general sense, you know, if some if someone comes to you, you know, one of you with that question, what how do you take stock of the situation? Then what kind of advice do you dispense?
3: Well, I think everyone I know gives exactly the same advice, which is, Hold on to your equity. Hold Hold on. Do not be quick to give up equity in your company, especially as pre-cash or early cash, because your valuation will not... Um, be strong enough to support the kind of cash flow you'll need later when you really want to grow your company. So don't give your equity away at a discount, which is the only way you're going to get rid of it um, early in the life of your company. Hold on to it. Get debt financing after you have exhausted all of the other ready available uh, cash, your own savings, friends and family, any kind of... Revenue? Well, (laughs) yes, revenue. uh, Any kind of of angel investor who will give you friendly terms, closer to friends and family than venture capital. And, of course, prize money, uh, accelerator cash, um, you know, any... uh, Debt financing from a bank. Remember those? Remember banks? Um, They will, and increasingly do. Um, Even the local banks in Hartford, who people think, nah, they're never going to pay attention. Guess what they do? I I don't want to drop any names here, but, you know you know all, all all of the regional banks here have small business lending arms and i have personally been involved they will absolutely mm-hmm. give money to pre-cash startups you have to have the right business plan yeah. and you have to have the right discipline and history including personal credit history, um, to be eligible for those loans. But they they are available. And all of those avenues should be fully tapped mm-hmm. before you move into equity financing. Yeah.
0: You may also want to look, wherever you are, look at state-funded resources. Um, lots of states have state loan programs. They have grant programs. They have all sorts of items. There, there's plenty here in Connecticut. Um, there's there's more. Uh, I, I know of more in Massachusetts and New York as well. It's uh, it, the, the resources are out there. And <clears throat> I, I, Andrea's right, I, I fully agree with her on, on trying to not give out capital uh, or, or give out equity as much as possible. The other, th- it does a few things for you that, that you should also take into consideration besides putting you in a better position later down the road. Um, it, you know, it keeps you in charge of your company. It, it keeps you as the CEO, the decision maker, you started this thing. You're the one who's going to take it through. Even if you have investors, you're the one who has to, you know, they're, they're betting on, they're betting on the idea, but they're also betting on you. They're betting on you to take this idea forward and to make something out of it. Um, and you want to be the one to carry it through, um, and, and to take it as far as it will go, whether that's eventually selling it or taking it public, or maybe it becomes a long-term business. Uh, that's up to you, but, but, you know, don't start a project and then think you can just abandon it to an investor. Uh, the, the other thing is, <coughs> the fact is is that the longer you hold on to your equity, the more valuable your business becomes, the better negotiating terms you're going to get down the road. You're, you're just going to be in a much better position to give up less equity for better terms than you will up front. Um, there are certainly some businesses that require a lot of equity up front. Um, if you're creating a new drug or a pharmaceutical thing, that's a slightly different position. Uh, and, and I think people would be happy to talk to you about that at that point. But we're talking about 95% of the businesses out there.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you're R&D heavy, you probably have a deep-pocketed uh, investor mm-hmm. or institutional mm-hmm. support before you even get here. We've mm-hmm. met with a yeah. lot of Jackson Lab type or UConn, a school of medicine type, uh, you know, folks, and that's di- a different... And, and
1: they're also coming out of those schools with potentially IP that they yeah. just need to productize and yeah. everything. So and then I would also I mean Chris just on your thing is that if somebody younger than me was coming to me, I mean now that I'm 30 I can dispense wisdom um is that <laughs> Here it comes. is that yeah, your <laughs> card. yes yeah I got my wisdom <laughs> card now. Um, well people treat me as an adult now. They're like you're an adult, you know. Um, but uh but is that like what type of business are you trying to make? You know like we're 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 making the assumption that we're all talking about business that need to scale and want to grow and everything but I mean, a 5- to 10-person company is a nice company to have and could be in the millions of dollars of revenue a year and pumping it. So it, it's like, what type of business do you want to run? As the owner, as the founder, what type of business it is? Because if you're a service-based co- company, you don't need to you know, uh, necessarily scale out crazy. If you're product-heavy, if you're hardware... I mean, if you're, if, if somebody comes to you and says, oh, I want to build new hardware, you're like, okay, well, that's very capital-intensive. You're <laughs> going to be giving up equity very quickly, You know, that kind of thing. But if you're a services person that's different.
0: Well that's actually an excellent point because one of the first questions that I ask people they they they'll come to me and they'll say well what kind of company should I form or you know what what do I need to worry about how do I get a hold of a VC or something like that. Usually people are running more than a few steps ahead of where they should be mm-hmm. uh, in asking those questions. But the, the one of the questions that I will ask them in return I said what do you want to happen? What's your end goal? Is it is it to to Get VC financing, scale it quickly, and sell it for all the money in the world? Is it a business that you want to own and run for a long time? Are you not sure? Which is a perfectly valid answer. Um, But it changes my advice back to them based on what kind of company to form and financing approach and all that changes based on their answer. It all starts from the entrepreneur, it all starts from where do they want to go with this business? What's What's their goal? What's their target? And from there, we can say, okay, then this company, this type of company is more appropriate. Um, this type of fa- financing is more appropriate. You did, you know, if they say, you know, I want a lifestyle business or I want to grow this business as far as I can, then, um, but I, you know, but I don't want to have to give control. Well, then I tell them equity financing is right out. The, the moment you give up equity, the, from, the, from the very moment that you sell equity in your company, you're on a clock. You, you, the, the clock starts ticking as to when you have to sell that company. Someone else's oh, clock. That's someone right. Else's Somebody else's clock. clock yeah, yeah. Yep. Because yep. <laughs> no, nobody buys equity in your company or gets equity in your company just to hold it. Nope. They they want return on that equity, and yep. the only way they're going to get a return <laughs> is if you go public or if the company is sold. Mm-hmm. So so the moment you give up equity, immediately everything changes about your company trajectory. So it's something to consider. You're on a different
1: path.
3: Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's not like your it's a path. different path. I mean, you, you know, it's not your path, and 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 frankly, you know, the end, the exit is the goal for investors. <coughs> as, as Dave just mentioned, it, the, it's generally not a buy and hold if you're a startup or a mid-sized no. business. It is a grow at all cost business and exit. So it's not buy and hold; it's grow and exit. And grow and exit is a cadence that feels different, uh, for yes. most people. It's it's something that you don't control. Um, also, you
1: can control a little bit. I mean, it's, well, it's, what it's, I mean is the, you what may I, sorry, have pressures yes. that maybe feel, right. make it feel like you can't control it. You're though. right.
3: I, 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 you know, you will have a partner in the sidecar mm-hmm. and that partner is your navigator. And if he wants to go left, you're you're going to go left, you know. Um, so so as an entrepreneur, you may have felt that it was your business and you romance the idea of making all the decisions. And the moment you grow enough to attract investor capital, it means that you have a proposition that's really exciting to the market. Mm -hmm. And that market is going to take a seat at the table and make demands on you. Um, It's usually for the greater good and your own benefit as well. So almost always it works out really well. When it doesn't, it gets very ugly. And it's a different kind of psychology of ownership. It's a different kind of partnership than most people have had before in their lives um so it, it, again not a bad thing and obviously some of the best businesses in the world have gone through rocket growth phases mm-hmm. very very steep s curves of growth um, and they've made it and they're successful yeah. uh, but I, I wanted to we have yeah. a few minutes left i just wanted to, to, to mention sort of one other type of business because it it um it 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 sits in its own space and it and and seems to defy gravity in some ways. And that's a web-based startup mm-hmm. where it you know you have a website. So a SaaS or something like that. Well, or? no, I, I mean e-commerce. Okay, okay, okay. So so you know in this this type of, of business, as you know, you you come in and you you have a website and maybe you're a, a developer and coder or you have friends who are developers and coders. And so overnight, you have this beautiful e-commerce website. You have some kind of product you've sourced from some other place, and you have a nice, healthy retail markup, and you have all the marketing essentials and great name, some great photography, you know, and you have good pricing structure, and you've got a web business, and boom, the thing is taking off. And now, you, you know, that's a, it's a niche that we see, you know, populated all the time. And every accelerator I've been involved in, in every class, a quarter to a third of the class fits there. You know, they're essentially reselling a ready-made product that they're importing and placing on an e-commerce site. And so, you know, their questions are basically do I get on Amazon? You know, how do I use social media marketing to, you know, expand my audience? How do I get more reach? Because they, they can live with the current cash flow they have, but they're looking for, you know, very rapid growth through the S curve, and they're looking at marketing to do that. Um, and oftentimes they come because they're disappointed. They can't get uh, they can't get good traction. Um, and I have to say, first of all, that is a a really common problem. And there's no one piece of magic advice. Um, but you know, it, you have to think about all the ways to market your brand in that in that space. So I would strongly suggest to, to people who end up in there and they're they're sort of struggling with you know slow year over year growth, but they have a great product. Move to a small advertising agency, even though it may seem like, you know, you're a startup and you can't afford, you know, advertising agency fees. Ad agencies will generally shape something for a startup business because you really need public relations and, you know, you need PR campaigns, which oftentimes means celebrity endorsement or some type of Twitter or Instagram Mm -hmm. partnership. Um, Those are going to be brokered. You know, you sitting in your basement or wherever, you know, your 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 nice little office. You're not going to have access to the types of marketing tools you need to grow your business in that really rapid and accelerated so, way. So
1: you're almost you're almost saying is that like if you're if you're a company, you're one of these ones that it, you have revenue coming in, you got it up and running, like you got the bigger things happening, right? Like yeah. you talk about developers doing that. Obviously, if there's a graphic designer that did a whole wireframe but can't actually develop it, you're in a different boat, right? Like yeah. you have to go find that whatever. But you got it up and running, you're going it's you and you're not you you need traction you need advertising you need to come up with a way to connect and and the campaign and like it's like honestly source that out like you need to source that that, because you're not that that's not your wheelhouse that's right and so source out a campaign that connects you because you have to have Again, every, a lot of these companies had one or two campaigns that really stuck it into it's, people's you know, it. minds about who they were. That's so. it.
3: And too often, it, you know, it's like we've forgotten that. You know, back, you know Back in the ad age, yeah. the, the Mad you know, the mad Men days, everybody knew they had to move to an ad agency if they really wanted to get serious about product promotion. And we have sort of lost our way and decided we can do it ourselves with our own Instagram page. At,
1: well, everybody's yeah. a marketer. <laughs> everybody's <laughs> digital a digital marketer.
2: This, this conversation is you know. just making me so happy right, right. now. Well, I'm just yeah. sitting over here just like
0: <laughs> beaming like, yeah, you need me. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and, if and they could only find you, which company would that be? at? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great callback. So that's the <laughs> wrap up this episode
1: of CT Startup. I'm gonna cut out all of that. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I love but you guys. No, but no. But uh, honestly, th- th- thank you for the advice. And I honestly, uh, I think that we could continually do this. I, I I I actually had fun getting that that um that advice. Um, and it'd be interesting to hear other mentors in the ecosystem. Um, you know what their top you know piece of advice would be. And
2: and if anybody out there listening. Has some questions, yes, go to please. our website, drop us an email. Yep. Uh, you know, what is it? info at ctstartup.com yep. or find us somewhere. Just leave us a message. Leave us your question. We'd love yep. to, you know, hit us
1: up on Facebook, LinkedIn. We you know where we see yeah, us. Yeah, so. we barely scratched the
0: surface here. There's Twitter. plenty more yeah.
1: we yeah. can get into. So, and, yeah, and, and Andrea loves uh, responding to comments. I so. do. <laughs> <laughs> She's like she, of actually of she actually bit does. She actually does. But all right. all right, cool. Thanks. Uh, and we'll uh, talk <laughs> soon, everyone. Yep. uh, Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. Finally, we would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalaina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make this show possible. See you next week.